Amen. Again, glad you're here. I uh, want to encourage you every week, commit to being here, plan on being here, uh, but also invite folks to join you. Find somebody to, to, somebody new, maybe somebody that's never been uh, to join you in our men's lunch. Today in our men's power lunch study, uh, the Bible-driven man, uh, we come to perhaps the most important, maybe the most crucial, the most critical topic uh, that, that we're going to look at in this, in this series, in this study, and that is this, the Bible-driven man and his home. Uh, again, I believe this may be the most crucial, most critical study that we will look at. I believe perhaps no other topic has as far-reaching of an impact as, as does the topic that we're going to talk about the next uh, couple of weeks. Let me just tell you, I believe the downfall of our culture, and you, it doesn't take long to look at our culture, to look at our world, to, to survey what is going on. I believe the downfall of our culture, the continued down, downward spiral of our society, and really it's, it's not just going off, it is, it is a, at an increasing rate of speed, dropping off a downward spiral. Uh, I believe those, those things are directly tied to the downfall of the home. Uh, I believe that. In the last 50 years, uh, the ideal of the home, the ideal of a Christian family has absolutely been disintegrated. Just this week, and maybe you saw the, the same thing, just this week, uh, I saw an, an, an article about two gay men that decided they wanted a family. Uh, one of those men fertilized an egg from his aunt that was then carried in his 61-year-old mother, uh, and she gave birth to a child that'll be raised and considered the, the child of this male couple. And that's a, that's a true story. That, that actually happens. Uh, that's, that's the point. The, this guy, they would decide to have a family, and through this crazy means, they have this child that will be raised by the, this homosexual couple. When I read that, uh, I think, man, that is absurd. That's absolutely absurd. I, I read that and think, that is totally crazy. That is actually evil. That is, that is evil. And it surely is. But let me tell you what is really crazy. Today, most marriages, over 50% of marriages will end in divorce. And we've become accustomed to that. That's crazy. Today, 40% of the kids born are born to parents that are not married. This day, 40% of the kids that are born in our nation are born to parents that are not married. We've become accustomed to that. And I'll just tell you, that, that is crazy. Uh, today, those that are under the age of 35 years of age, uh, the United States Census Bureau says uh, over 50% of couples living together under the age of 35 are not married. A survey asking them why said they see no need for marriage today. We've become accustomed to that. And, and that's absolutely crazy. Uh, I was reading some are celebrating divorce rates that have fallen since the 1980s. And, and really the, the high point was in the mid-80s uh, when, when, when there were a high number of divorces. And they're celebrating uh, the reduction in the number of divorces. And really when you look at it, it's nothing to celebrate the reason is there's not as many divorces. People aren't getting married uh, in this day. Today, right now in our nation, the United States Supreme Court has declared that gay marriage is legal. Uh, all 50 states. Gay marriage is legal in all 50 states. Here's something interesting. 
only 8% of the countries worldwide, 173 countries in the world, only 8% of the countries worldwide have legalized gay marriage. America leads the charge in this act of perversion. Gay marriage is legal in all 50 states. It is now endorsed by many several mainline Christian denominations. It is even now performed by homosexual ministers who I'll just tell you, no way can they be a follower of Christ. Can they be saved? And the crazy thing is, as that happens, we've become accustomed to that. That's the new normal. Today, the the majority of kids, listen to this, are raised in homes absent of their fathers. The majority of the kids that you see drive by the playground, the majority of the kids out there are raised in a home that's absent of their biological father. Here's what the statistics say, and I want you to know these are, these are worldly statistics. These are secular statistics. The church didn't put these together. Those kids raised without their biological father in the home are four times more likely to be in poverty. They're four times likely to be poor. They are drastically more prone to, to drug and alcohol addiction. They are twice as likely to commit suicide. 71% of high school dropouts are from homes that are absent of their father. The majority of girls that become pregnant as teenagers are from homes where the father is absent. Kids today are raised without their father. We've actually developed a name for that, baby daddy. And we laugh it off, their baby daddy. Listen, that is a sin and we've become accustomed to it. That is absolutely crazy. Men, I truly believe this. As goes the home, so goes the world. Well, look at all this stuff. Look how wicked we've become. Look at the evilness that's, that's perpetrated in our culture today. Listen, I truly believe as goes the home, so goes the world. Now, here's the bigger truth that relates to us. As goes the man... So goes the home. And so that's why this is, a, this is a crucial thing for us to look at. This is the big thing for us to look at. As goes the man, so goes the home. And as goes the home, so goes the world. Now, I want to tell you, that sounds like a pretty rough start. Here's the good news to all this. We don't have to figure that out. We don't have to figure out what that means. We don't have to figure out what that looks like. Here's the good news to all this. God has told us in his word. This is his plan for the home. This is his purpose for the home. He has given us direction to live a godly, to to, to create and to live in a godly home. Here's the good news. We don't have to recreate that. We don't have to figure that back out. All we have to do is follow it. Isn't that something? I don't have to go say, well, let's get a panel of people. Let's see what the culture says. Let's get all the experts together. All I have to do is go to the word of God, submit to it, and follow it. His word still stands. So the starting place is this. We're going to take a couple weeks on this subject. The starting place is this. We need to understand this. This is our God. This is our God. This is is our manual. Not the popular culture. Not not popular psychology, not books written somewhere in academia. This is our guide. The Bible, God's word, is our guide in how to have a godly Christian, God-honoring home. 
God's truth still stands. And that's, that's hard for us sometimes to, to, to grasp today. Listen, it's not outdated. I hear it all the time. Well, it's outdated. Things have changed. It is not outdated. It's living and active. It's not become irrelevant. It is relevant for us today. The Word of God still stands. It is our manual for how we operate in our homes. Today we're going to start, and we're just going to look at three simple truths for us. And here you are. Here we sit as men. And maybe, maybe you've had your family and, and, and you're, you're a grandparent now or maybe you're in the midst of it or maybe you're a younger guy and you haven't started a family yet. But here we sit as men and I want to look at three truths for us as we start looking at this focus. As goes the man, so goes the home. The first thing is this. And, and these are just things we need to get a hold of. First thing is this. The home has to be our heart. The home has to be our heart. Today, in this, in this age we're living in, men have been led to chase wrong priorities. We've, we've been led to seek and to value and to work for the wrong goals. That, that's the case. We've become selfish as men. We've become self-focused as men. It's all about me, and we're chasing the wrong priorities. We're chasing the wrong goals. Because of that, the family's taking a back seat. And we, we sit there and go, well, I wonder how this ever happened. Well, listen, we started chasing other things. We started chasing the wrong things. We've set other things as the priority. And because of that, the family has taken a back seat. Listen, be sure and hear this. I want you to listen very carefully. If you succeed in every endeavor you attempt, and I want you to listen to this. I want you to understand this. If you succeed in every endeavor that you attempt, if you make all of the money, and I mean you get all the money, if you make all of the money, if you reach all the goals you set, these are my goals. If you build the greatest business, I've built an empire, the greatest business. If you get all the stuff, you get it all. You have all the stuff. If you have the fame, if you have the acclaim, if you're having all the fun, all the things you ever wanted to do, you're able to do those things. If you succeed in every endeavor that you attempt and you fail in your home, you're the saddest of failures. See, the world's twisted that on us. You know what? Well, look at that business. Look at their reputation. Look at the stuff they have. Look at the fun they're able to have. Listen, if you achieve everything you set your mind to, if you pull it all off and you fail in your home, you're the saddest of failures. If your heart is anywhere but for Christ first and for your home second, you have a misdirected heart. Our hearts have to be for our homes. Our hearts have to say, you know what? Some of this stuff's going to have to go. Some of this stuff's a poor priority. My heart is for my wife and for my kids. The home that I'm in, the influence that I have for a brief time, that is where my heart is. We need to take that back. We need, we need to get a hold of that. We need to celebrate that. We ought to say, look at that dad. Look at, what, look at his kids. Look at the fruit of his home. Celebrate that dad. We need to take that back. The home has to be our heart. Starting place, the home has to be our heart. First, Jesus Christ. Second, the home that he's entrusted to us. First thing, the home has to be our heart. Second thing is this. The home has to be our family's help. The home has to be our family's help. Next week, we're going to talk about the Bible-driven man and his wife. 
And we're going to see what God says about our relationship with our wife. The next week, we're going to talk about the Bible-driven man and his kids, your duty, your responsibility, your role with your kids. But the truth is this. Our home has to be where our family is taught, not somewhere else. Our home has to be where our family is trained, not by somebody else. Our home has to be where where their faith is built up, where their faith is encouraged, where our family is safe. Our homes ought to be where our wife and our kids run to when the world presses in. Our our homes ought to be where they know, you know what, I don't know what's going on out there, but we're going to go to the truth of God's word over here. Our homes are where they're to be trained. We're not going to defer that, give that to somebody else. That is to happen in the context of our homes. More than all that, let me tell you this. The home should be where your kids hear about, learn about, and find Jesus Christ. That's the purpose of the home. Bottom line is that. You know what? Our kids ought to hear about, learn about, and put their faith in Jesus Christ in the leadership, the context of their home. Our home has to be our family's help. We've started saying, I don't know how many years ago, you know what, we'll let them take care of that. We'll let the church take care of that. Well, there's a nice person down there, we'll let them take care of that. Well, Granny over there, we'll let her take care of that. Listen, our home has to be the help for our family. That's the second thing. Last thing is this, and this is the good news. The home is still our hope. The home is still our hope. That is good news. God's plan still stands. Well, it's 2019. What about all the crazy stuff? Listen, God's plan still stands. God's plan still works. Well, is this going to work now? Maybe I need to talk to somebody else. God's plan still works. If we will go to God's word, And listen, I don't care what stage of life you're in. You may be a granddad here. You may be middle-aged. You may be a young guy starting off. God's plan still works. God's plan still directs. There is blessings in following God's plan. Let me tell you this, and, and we're about to shut this down. Listen to this. Today we look around and it is a dismal sight. We look around and look at our government. It's pitiful. Look at the things we do as a culture. It's pitiful. Look at the things we celebrate as a culture. It's pitiful. Here's the good news. The hope for our nation, the hope for our churches, the hope for our futures, the hope for our wives, the hope for our kids is that men would just go back to God's word. That hope still stands. His leadership still stands. You know what? Our nation can turn around. I'm not writing off our nation. If godly men went back and said, this is our direction. Our homes would change. Our churches would change. God still has grace for us, a plan for us, and his plan still stands. You know what we need to do? We need to go back to God's word. It is our, it is our direction. He is our direction. The saddest statistic, and I, I looked at a whole bunch of statistics on the family. The saddest statistic that I believe that I, I came across, and I found it in two different studies is this, listen to this. Of men that are in the house, we talked about the fact people don't need to get married anymore. 40% of people are born, kids are born without a dad in the house. We, we talked about all that, those kids, majority of kids being raised without a, without a dad in the house. We talked about all that, listen to that. Of men in the house, these are dads in the house. Both of these studies, 
the high, vast majority, one of them had it as high as 90% of those men have given over their role as the spiritual leader of that house. That means they're trusting somebody else or nobody else to lead the Bible study in that house. They're trusting somebody else or nobody else to teach those kids to pray. They're, they're trusting somebody else or nobody else to point their kids to a Savior that stands, our risen King, Jesus Christ. 90% of the men who are in the house have given over their duty as a spiritual leader of their house. Men, the home is to be our family's help. Men, God's plan still stands, and there is still hope through our home. Here, here's the point to all this. Now, I'm looking forward to the next couple of weeks. Wouldn't you like to be that dad? Wouldn't you like to be that husband? Wouldn't you like to be that kind of granddad? Wouldn't you like to be the one that your, your kids and your wife say, you know what, I don't know where we turn from here. There's so much bad information. There's so much crud out there. But you know what, I can go to my dad. I can go to my husband. And he's going to go to the word of God. He's going to be so grounded in it that it is a blessing to stand with my husband and my dad. Wouldn't you like to be that guy? What business is better than that? What success is better than that? What fishing trip is better than that? Wouldn't you like to be that guy? Well, you know what? Here's the good news. It just starts today. This is our direction. This is our guide. We submit to this. It starts today. Good news, the plan still stands. Glad you're here today. I'm going to ask you if you'll stand. I'll lead us in a word of prayer. We'll be dismissed. Glad you're here today. Dear Heavenly Father, we come today and I'm thankful for you. And I'm thankful that you're gracious to us as sinners. Man, we mess up. Lord. We, we mess up and you know it. We have secret sins. We have hidden sins. We have blatant sins. We have careless sins. We have big talk and great intentions and we just still sin. And yet you forgive us. If we confess our sin, you're, you're, you tell us you're faithful and just to forgive us of all unrighteousness. Lord, you give us a new start. You give us a hope. Lord, we have an eternal security in Jesus Christ. Lord, you give us a home, not as a, a weight, but as a blessing. You give us a home to, to bless our wives and to bless our kids. More than that, to bless the name of Jesus Christ that another generation would follow. Lord, I pray for the men in this room. Help us to be serious in this. Help us to commit to this. Help us, those that are still in the house, to commit to being not the 90%, but the 10% who takes back the place that God has created them for. And then, Lord, I pray the impact is this. Number one, you're known. Number two, that, that our families know that they can stand upon the truth of their husband, their dad, because it's the truth of God's word. I pray for wives to be blessed, for kids to be blessed. Lord, I, I pray for, for a change in our mindset, a change in our hearts. And all of that for, as a blessing to us, and for your great glory. Lord, it's all for your glory. Help us in this. It's hard. Help us in this. It's, it's counter. It's opposite of the world. Help us in this. Bless us in this. Lead us in this. We trust it to you. And I pray all of this in Jesus' name. Amen.